You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. for small groups, 10 a.m. for worship, or anytime at asburybosier.org. You know, it's a study in, in, in Pavlov's dog that it is impossible to remain standing after the doxology, apparently. Like, that, I, grew, I grew up at First Church, Slidell, First United Methodist Church in Slidell, Louisiana. And every week after hearing the doxology, we all sat and got ready for communion. And uh, some habits die hard. Uh, so, sorry about that, Maddie. It won't happen again. That's a lie. Um, so, we start... We start a new worship series today, United in Generosity. Friends, there are so many ways in which our world is divided. There's so many opinions, whether it's football or politics or whether or not you can eat peanuts. There's lots of division. May we all be united in being generous people. Can we start there? Our scripture lesson today comes from the book of Acts, the second chapter, beginning with the 43rd verse. It'll be uh, on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Recently, uh, we got my daughter Isabel a new computer. Uh, because she is hard on technology. I'll put it that way. Uh, oh, and by the way, my, my kids, by the way, they charge me a fee if I mention them in sermons. Uh, Anna Lee made 15 bucks a couple of weeks ago, so we'll see, we'll see how much uh, Isabel gets. Uh, she just said like 250. She's like, she's keeping track. Uh, we'll see how much Isabel makes today. So we got Isabel a new computer. She's really hard on technology, but as they say, the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, I'm very hard on technology too. I go through phones, I go through computers, I go through headphones all the time. I'm very, in fact, this week, as because as I've been using the word generosity this week, kind of as a mantra of, of what does it mean to be generous, generosity, generosity. I've been saying it over and over again. Uh, and, and I had a red squiggle under generosity every time I mentioned it this week. And it was, it, I was like, I, I know how to spell generosity. Well, the O was sticking on my keyboard. <laughs> so I had to go back this week and like fix gener- the word generosity over and over again. I know, I know it's a pain. It's a pain. I'm very hard on, and, I'm, and generally speaking, I'm very hard on things, whether it's clothing or <laughs> shoes uh, uh, or vehicles. I'm just hard on things. I, I live in, if I, I don't have my, oh, I do. Um, for example, this is my hymnal. It's literally being held together with tape, right? It's seen better. I'm just, I'm just hard on things because I, I just, I use them, right? Though I've heard it said that uh, a hymnal that's falling apart is owned by someone who's not. So there's that. That's a nice little tattoo for those of you. I mean, there you go. You're welcome. That's for free. So we got her this new computer, and it was fascinating to see her learn how to, to put it together. Uh, we can be hard on things. Now, there are, there are exceptions to that rule, right? There are some things that I take very great care of, right? 
I don't know where my birth certificate is, but I have Mark McGuire's 1985 Olympic rookie card under glass, right? And it's in the firebox. You know, same thing with comic books. You just have to take care of these things in your world. Uh, but we're hard on technology in our household. It's, it was interesting to see uh, Isabel working with this new computer and the way that she was working with it. And maybe you're different. Maybe like you take great care in all of your things. Maybe, maybe part of your story is to take care of the things that you have, to pass them on so that they outlive you, that you are in love with the tangible and the trusted, right? Like for example, Christy's family, we inherited from her like this beautiful, uh, what would you call it? Like a wash table? What is it? It's marble topped as a mirror. It's fine. It's gorgeous, right? Because they wanted that to outlive them. Our china cabinet we got from her family. From my family, we have a green knit hat made out of Dixie beer cans. That is my only, and I'm not kidding, it's in my office. It's my only heirloom from my side of the family, right? Welcome to living in New Orleans, right? That's a, so maybe that, maybe that is you. Maybe you take care of, of your items. Maybe you want the things that you have to outlive you. If you're like me, however, and you have to go through lots of things often, living into the new is not a burden for you. New phone, new technology, new wardrobe, because you breeze through them, right? So new is not a thing for you. Now, conversely, if you have a tendency to hold on to like a marble top wash table with a, a mirror that you want to pass on to your oldest daughter as she grows up, maybe new is a four-letter word for you. Or change is a four-letter word for you. Being united together, especially in generosity, we have to find the marriage between the old and the new and to find that place where they dance together. For example, Isabel's new computer, right? There is nothing, and she's an artist, right? She loves drawing and she, this is very like, uh, she always has her, her book with her, she's always drawing. That, that, is, that is her language, right? So I asked her permission uh, to show this to you. We're gonna put it on the screens. Um, drawing, is as old as humanity itself. In fact, it's one of those markers that shows us that humans were here tens of thousands of years ago as cave paintings. It's one of the oldest things humans have ever done is drawing. But this was drawn with a digital pen and a pad and it appeared on a computer screen, right? So this is an example of what the marriage between the old and new might look like being united with something that is ancient, that is as old as humanity, and something brand new, right? Something that calls from the past that is as old as we are, and yet it is a new medium for a new day with a new generation. On the day of Pentecost, God gifted the Holy Spirit upon humanity using something ancient, language, and God took that something ancient and offered it in a new way, right? There was not one spiritual language to which they all had to conform, a language that no one understood that they had to study and then conform to. People were hearing the gospel in their native mother tongue, the kind of language, not a formal language, the kind of language that you use in your own living room. 
that's the intimacy of the language that they heard on the day of Pentecost. That's why they were so surprised. It wasn't formal French that they were hearing. They were hearing the language that their grandmother would speak to them in their living room. So on the day of Pentecost, those of you who love passing on tradition, those of you who love the beauty of a complex and long history and a story, on the day of Pentecost, you would have been comforted to hear maybe a native tongue that you had forgotten. How beautiful. And for those of you who blow through earphones and phones and who are constantly looking for the new, you would have recognized that God was doing something in a new way. There was no Holy of Holies. There was no one mediator. The Holy Spirit was poured out upon all of them. That is a new and radical way of us relating to the divine. They did not have to pass a test or go through the board of ordained ministry to be able to speak the gospel in the way that people could hear. That's new. Where's Moses? Where's Elijah? They were hearing the gospel in the language that they best heard and understood. So for those who are in love with the new, you would have found comfort on that day as well. God was doing a new thing. And I am convinced that we are living in a moment of convergence where the familiar and the unexpected are being married to one another, revealing that the Holy Spirit, revealing that the Holy Spirit is at work. Now, I've mentioned this before, but there are three ways of being that are all happening at the same time right now. Industrial age, information age, augmented age. And all of these things are happening at the same time, which is partly why we're all exhausted, right? Industrial age. And I don't mean time, I mean way of relating. Some of us find comfort in industrial age thinking and being. It is tangible, it is trusted. If you're giving an offering today, you're probably putting something physical in a basket before you leave. Industrial age thinking means that you find comfort in everyone being in the same place at the same time. In fact, I had this question earlier today. Someone asked, are, are church council meetings on Zoom? There's, for some of us, there is a preference of looking you in the face, seeing body language, all being in the same place at the same time. Yeah? Industrial, you probably like go to the store. <laughs> And, find, and I do too. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And you're like, pick up produce and like look at it. And you know, this, this kind of thing, right? Industrial age thinking. <clears throat> There's also information age thinking. In the information age, you're not concerned whether a meeting is online or in person, right? Uh, you are not concerned of, of being in the same place at the same time as someone. Uh, in fact, we have a whole community who's participating online right now. And they might also check out the worship service later this afternoon. Like they might be getting ready for the saints to beat the Titans and they're just gonna say hi to Jesus around four o'clock this afternoon. That's fine, that's fine, right? It's the saints, Jesus is obviously a fan, right? With the information age, we're comfortable with going to the internet to find information, to make reservations. 
We give not by putting something in the offering plate, we give online, or we text to give, or we use the QR code, or, or we use the Apple Pay station that we're going to have starting in two weeks at the connection point. Like if that is your life, if that is the way that you give and that's the way that you want to connect, there is a place for you. And then some of us are in this new era. We're drawing, but there's no paper involved at all. We recognize that something like Amazon is the biggest retailer on the planet and it has no stores, with some exception. Uber is the largest taxi service on the planet and owns no vehicles. <laughs> Airbnb, hotels, a place to stay all over the world and they own no hotels, right? This augmented way of being. And if you're living into this augmented way of being, you might like, for example, have an Oculus or a VR headset. And you have checked some of these things out. You have, uh, I guess it was like, I don't know, a couple months ago. This is fun. Um, at the baptismal font, there is a little card that says, hold your phone on the cross to register your attendance. And you can just take your phone out, tap your phone to the cross, and you will be registered your attendance today. If you live into this augmented world, you probably already tried that. Or now you're going to be obsessing about it and then after communion, you're gonna go right back there and you're gonna try it because it's a new technology and it's gonna be fun, right? This augmented way of being, it's not same place, same time, it's a different way of being. There's this whole new digital world that is coming into fruition. And if you are living into this augmented way of being, You've probably thought, okay, so how can I buy a pumpkin at the pumpkin patch? I know I can like pay cash. I know I can probably swipe a card. Can I use Bitcoin? Hmm, right? There's this new way of being. All three of these things are existing all at the same time. One is not better than the other. One is not morally more pure than the other. It just is. And the church needs to be a sanctuary for all. In the United Methodist Church, when you seek ordination, uh, there are 19 questions that you have to answer in front of God and everyone uh, when you're being ordained. And then they vote on you individually. No anxiety at all. No anxiety at all. These 19 questions that people are going to ask you at annual conference. Now, some of them are, are, are pretty, pretty simple and very, very United Methodist. For example, one of them is, do you expect to be made perfect in love in this life? And are you striving after it? The answer to that is yes, right? Yeah. The answer to them are all yes. With one exception, they ask you this question. Hey, friends, here we go. Here's one of the questions that they ask you. Are you in debt as to embarrass yourself? <laughs> yeah, I just saw some people go, oh, right, yeah. All of them are yeses. Don't say yes on that one because they'll, they'll catch you. And it's like question number 17. So like it's, it's like meant to, it's like when you take surveys and you're like, yes, it was a great service. Yes, the tires are wonderful. Yes, and then like you realize that one of the questions you should have said no. And like I can tell that you're lying. Like heads up. Yeah, good, take notes. Heads up, that question's like number 17. So. Are you expecting to be made perfect in this life? And are you striving 
after it. Do you know the general rules of the church and are you practicing them? Do you know the general rules of the United Methodist Church? Very simple. Do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Or if you want to be Mr. Fancy Pants, attend to all the ordinances of God, right? Which means sign up for a slot at the pumpkin patch. I'm just, I'm just saying it's in there. <clears throat> it's, you know, it's not me. It's a discipline. Like it's not me, you know. And then some of the questions are really interesting. One of the questions is, will you teach children in every space? Will you teach children in every space? The official language is, will you diligently instruct children in every place? Now, sometimes that's the classroom. Sometimes that is the playground. Sometimes that is on Instagram. Sometimes that is in the metaverse. Sometimes that is on their Amazon Kindle, their Fire, their tablet. Are you diligently educating children in every space? The question right after that is super interesting. It says, are you willing to go door to door? Right? And now, in the mid-18th century, it's obvious what that means, to go door to door. Right? But even John Wesley was this radical preacher. He went to the fields. He went to where the poor were. When he said door to door, understand that that was a radical thing because in the mid 18th century, you were to preach in your church and that is it. Are you willing to go out of the church and to offer the gospel door to door? Or maybe today it's door to door. Yes, but also post to post, smartphone to smartphone on the Discord server, in the metaverse, whatever door people find themselves walking through. Are you willing to go to these places? Church, are you willing to go door to door, phone to phone, inbox to inbox to reach people for the kingdom of God? Go there. Spend time there. Now, last night, uh, the, we went to the family. We went to the Bossier Night Market. Have you ever, have you been to the Bossier Night Market? It's really cool. It's at the mall, right? Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, um, Cecilia, it's like the largest ice cream on the planet is what she got. Like I'm like, hey guys, do you want a snack? And she's like, yeah, I want that. I want a I want an ice cream that can hook a whale is what she said. I think I'm I'm paraphrasing, you know. And of course, Robert got his root beer fro- his root beer float, right? You know. Um, yeah, I want, I want an ice cream that would choke a whale. That's, that's, I think, what she wanted to get. So we were at the, the, the night market, uh, and I went uh, and I bought some locally grown, in Houghton, locally grown mushrooms. I thought it was really cool. That, that, that was a, not the kind that help you see nirvana, the kind, that you, the kind that you cook with, right? I mean, but... So I went to the, I went to the, the mushroom stand. I got some blue oyster Mushrooms. I don't think I've ever had blue oysters. And Christy's allergic to them, so I was being a bit of a schmuck. Uh, that, so I, I apologize. Um, yeah, she's like, mm, I know. Mm. So, but I asked how much, and she said they were uh, uh, $14. So I gave her a 20. And she was like, uh, um. And I was like, and then I like, 
I felt like I was hearing my dad. So this is what happened, right? In this moment, I was hearing Rick Rawl. He was like, what, you don't take cold, hard cash? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, get off my lawn. I can hear my father in, in my ears, right? She had to like rummage to find change, right? What an interesting world we were living in. We were going to this night market where, where people are selling crafts and, 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 and pickles and, and earrings and things out of their trunk and ain't nobody taking cash, <laughs> right? If they are accepting Venmo and Apple Pay in the parking lot of the mall, Dear Asbury, <laughs> like, maybe we should stretch a bit in the way that we are allowing people to give thanks to the way that God is working in their life. At the conclusion of the first day of Pentecost, the scripture says this, awe came upon everyone because of the many wonders and signs that were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and all had things, uh, everything in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as they had need day by day. As they spent much time in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. What a miracle. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. They were all in one place with awe and wonder, holding all things in common and meeting the need of everyone. This unity that, that they found, this unity was not sameness. There was a diversity of languages being understood. They were united in their understanding of one another. They were not united because it was one language. They spent time, hear that, they spent time in the temple and at home. Do you hear that in the language? Do you understand that that is happening right now? That there are people in the temple that is Asbury and there are people at home. There's this beautiful kind of fulfillment of that day of Pentecost happening in this moment. They were both in the temple and at home, praising God, breaking bread with one another. And that story can continue as we lean into this new way of being. So this is fun. This is completely optional. Uh, you'll see this uh, rolling on. This is in the metaverse. And if you are motions, if you're, if you're sensitive, then like maybe just like take a break for a second. <clears throat> this is, I'm happy to announce, this is Asbury's Fall Retreat Center that is in the metaverse. Uh, if you have a VR headset, an Oculus, there is a space that has been built and carved out just for you. <laughs> There's a place where you can go. It's curated by me. I'll give you the link of how to get there. And by the way, Amanda Juno friended me on the Oculus. Amanda, would you wave for a second? Amanda friended me in the metaverse. Okay, like you can do this, friends. You can do this and it's fun and it's great. Uh, you can play cornhole uh, and you can play darts and there's a campfire. It's not fancy, but it is a place as we lean into what it means to be community and what it means to gather with one another. Is it weird? Yeah, kinda, but it's there. And I'm also not the target audience for it, right? Friends, look, 
so I, I, I write books on behalf of the United Methodist Publishing House, right? I, I write curriculum for the United Methodist Church. I write books at the intersection of culture and faith. I film DVDs in Nashville every year. And my own kids are not going to do a book study. I share all these things on Facebook. Hey, we have Experiencing Christmas is coming out. The, wor- the worship series we did last Advent, it's going to be a book and it's out right now. I share all that on Facebook and no one under the age of 20 is going to see it. But lean into this new space and this new place just to show you how new it is. All you have to do is type the word Asbury and you will find it. There is no other Asbury in the infinite metaverse that has a space like this. That's how new it is, right? Are you willing to go door to door? Are you willing to stretch and move to reach people for Jesus? They were all in one place. They were united together in their love for one another. They were in their own living rooms, even if their houses were built with zeros and ones, as the metaverse is. So... In a couple of weeks, uh, you're going to get a letter that has a card in it, and that card is for your commitment for 2024, whatever that might be. How is God calling you to live into generosity? But in that ask is an additional commitment to digital discipleship, curating a digital experience in this new frontier of what it means to gather. Currently, Tommy right now, who's on our staff, is working on our digital ecosystem our digital means of connecting with people. Like I said, our disciple class on Thursday night has people in three different time zones. That didn't exist three years ago, right? I didn't even begin to think that that was a possibility. And now we have people gathering every Thursday night at seven o'clock from coast to coast to read the Bible together. And what a gift and what a blessing that is. They were all united in their generosity. They were all united in their desire to communicate the gospel to anyone who has ears to hear it. Are you willing to go to door to door in these new spaces and in these new places? Scripture says awe came upon all of them, and I bet so, (laughs) right? People were hearing God in the language they could understand. And today, thank God the same is happening with our help and with guidance by the power of the Holy Spirit is awesome indeed to see the things that the apostles were doing. It is a miracle that it says they had the favor of everyone. It is a miracle to say that they reached out to anyone who had need. They held all things in common. As they do at the monastery, there's, a, there's an abbey down in Covington. And I hope you get to go. It's a Benedictine uh, abbey. Uh, and I, and um, so the invitation for United Methodist clergy is there that there's always a retreat there uh, so we spend time with the brothers uh, and the invitation is always open they say our door is always open if there's someone's face you want to uh, hack off because you're angry just come and spend some time with the brothers before you do that and I love this they hold everything in common their phrase is 
the one with the car keys is the happy monk, right? There's, there's like a couple of cars and they, like whoever has the keys is the happy one, right? They held all things in common through work and prayer and awe came upon all of them. And scripture says God was adding to the numbers those who were being saved. Saved from what? God was adding to the numbers those who were being saved from irrelevance. God was adding to the numbers those who were being saved from loneliness. God was adding to the numbers those who were being saved from not being seen. God was adding to the numbers those who were saved from disappearing. God was adding to the numbers those who were being saved knowing of the abundance and the grace of God. Growth is not about members and, 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 and budgets, but it is about revealing the abundance of God. And sometimes we put barriers in front of ourselves <laughs> instead of living into the abundance of God. God is big enough to call those to the table, those who admire the tangible and the trusted, those who connect by texting more than talking, and also those whose spaces are just now emerging. God is big enough for all of them, and so is Asbury. Let us be united in sharing the gospel in measure with the inexhaustible creativity of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, you who are...